Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about networking and specifically the importance of investing time not only to build our personal and professional networks, but to maintain them. And equally as important is the need to curate our networks and to evolve them as we grow and evolve in our lives and careers. The topic of networking and how important it is as we evolve has actually been top of mind for me recently for a couple of reasons. First, blooming, growing, and evolving is the theme for our terrific collaborative series with the Southern Cooterie. We actually rolled out the first episode in our series last week with episode 181 and my conversation with the amazing designer, Leela Rose. If you missed that episode, be sure to go back and check it out. Leela is terrific and she shares such great advice on a number of topics, including the importance of building a culture that's based on treating others well. It's an important element needed to build a strong network and also to grow and sustain influence as well. It's really, really important. And she's such an entertaining, wonderful guest. I really love the conversation. The second reason I've been thinking about networking is because I've had an opportunity to speak to a few groups in person. And I'm reminded of how incredibly important it is to push ourselves to continually refresh our networks. As I reflected, it led me to think about all the people we surround ourselves with as we grow, essentially our networks. If you are contemplating a big career or life shift, one thing you need to take a good hard look at is your network. Now, chances are you've already built a terrific network for yourself. And you probably have a few different buckets of people that you interact with regularly and get feedback from. Maybe you have a group that includes your BFFs, maybe your mom friends, maybe your mentor or mentors, and then maybe a personal board of advisors that you've collected and curated along the way. I love using the word collected here because 
it should feel like a wonderful assortment of people who represent different parts of you, different interests, and even different times in your life. Now, if you decide to make a big shift or dramatic departure in where and how you're spending your time, however, it may require that you grow, evolve, and curate your network even further to make sure that it keeps pace with where you want to go. I often ask guests on this podcast a question that's related to this topic because, frankly, it's something that I struggled with a bit when I left my corporate job. And I've heard from so many other people who have had similar experiences. Sometimes the people around you can have a little trouble with the change that you're trying to make. Growth and change are an education process, not just for you, but also for people in your existing networks. And that, of course, includes friends and family as well. When I decided to leave my corporate job, I had been working in public policy and public affairs in one capacity or another for most of my career. Now, a typical career trajectory for someone like me, with my particular background and experience, would have been to go to maybe another government relations role or maybe to run an association, but neither of those things felt quite right either. So when I asked folks in my network for input, I got really great advice and ideas on what my next role or next step might be. Much of the advice was wisely focused on roles that would best help me leverage the experiences I'd already had. Now, there's tremendous wisdom in that advice. The trouble is, it wasn't what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was spend time each week sharing and crowdsourcing great stories, advice, and perspective on the best ways to build and sustain influence, and to talk about what I had learned and how these particular skills, often lessons I learned the hard way, how they can be incredibly helpful for getting what you want out of your life and career. Now, at the time that I decided to make this career shift, I didn't actually know anyone who was doing quite what I wanted to do in quite the way that I wanted to do it. And frankly, there were some headwinds. (laughs) Now, not the kind where someone stands in your way, but rather the kind where I was actually the headwind standing in my own way. What I mean by that is the more times that I tried to explain what I wanted to do, the more frustrated and insecure I actually became because my vision was still not entirely clear to me and therefore it was really hard to explain. So the discomfort that I felt around that was hard. I also had some guilt around leaving a perfectly good job in a perfectly good firm, one that I had loved and devoted lots of time and energy to, even though I knew that this shift was something that I needed to do. Does any of this hit home with you? Sally Holder, who is a career coach and the author of a terrific book called Hitting Rock Middle, recently shared a new term with me that actually helps explain this. Sally will be joining me actually next week in episode 183. Sally calls what I was experiencing the quote unquote expertise trap. 
It's where you get stuck trying to make your past experiences fit neatly and logically together to pave the way for your next role or job. It also can apply to, for some of us, the guilt that we feel in how hard we've worked to get to this point in our lives, even though once we get there, we're not sure that's where we're supposed to be. In reality, it may only be in hindsight that you'll clearly see how all the pieces of your puzzle fit together. They will, but sometimes you have to first take that big risk hold on to a healthy dose of faith, and gain some real tolerance for uncertainty before you can actually see how it will all fall into place. The reason why the expertise trap can be difficult when you're trying to make a shift is that often you're also dealing with a certain degree of uncertainty and self-doubt about the course that you're on. Because let's face it, that's normal. And if you're anything like me, there may also be some serious second guessing going on, even if your gut tells you that you're on the right track. Change, my friend, is hard and it's messy. Anyone who tells you that it's a picnic to reinvent yourself is, in my humble opinion, full of it. Reinvention is not for the faint of heart. But if it's something that you feel in your gut needs to happen, you stick with it. Your patience and your dedication to finding your way will pay off. Now, you may be wondering how all of this relates to building your network. And I'm getting there. Here's the thing. Your existing network may have a difficult time seeing you in a role that's dramatically different from the ones that you've had. If that's the case, you will likely need to supplement your network and actually broaden it to include folks who may be better able to see possibility because they may not know you quite as well. My initial inspiration for this podcast actually came from a newer friend in my network who didn't, at least at the time, know me as well. That gave her the ability to see potential in ways that enabled her to give me a really fresh perspective. The thing is, you don't need to replace your existing network, but you likely do need to think about how to broaden it to get the kind of perspectives that are in part more directly focused on the path in front of you versus the path you've been on. And that requires that you be both strategic as well as really open to pushing yourself to branch out. This also gives you a chance to engage and utilize your existing network differently. Here's what I mean by that. Take a good look at your existing network. Look for any connections that they have with people that you aren't already connected to. People who can give you different perspectives on rebranding yourself and on charting your path. Use the capital that you've already built up with your existing contacts and network to grow your relationship base. But I have a few best practices to really help you maximize your time as you're making this outreach to these new potential contacts. These tips will also increase the chances that your request for help will also help you build an actual relationship with that new person. 
Number one, and this probably goes without saying, but do your homework before you reach out. Always, always, always consider the person. What's on her or his plate? What do they care about that you could add some value to? And how can you think about repaying them for time? All of these things are things that you should think through proactively. It reinforces that you respect and care about that person beyond just wanting their opinion. Number two, make your request personal and be really specific about why you're asking this particular person for help. Number three, ask for something specific. Try not to default into the I'd like to pick your brain mantra and instead be specific about why and about what you're reaching out about. Number four, remember that once the meeting or conversation has ended, you are not done. Afterward, send a thank you. An email is fine, of course, but a personal handwritten note is always welcome and appreciated, and it's often a differentiating gesture for you. And if the person was super helpful, think about sending a little something, maybe a bottle of wine or a flower arrangement or just something little that says you value the person and his or her contribution to you. The number five, follow up. Don't miss a chance to further invest in the relationship, but circle back and let the person know how it's going. How did you use their advice? Or maybe ask another follow-up question. And number six, continually look for ways that you can add more value to the person who was so willing to help you. It's important to remember that relationships and strong networks are built first and foremost on mutual respect. It's also one of the most important components to building and sustaining influence. And it's the fastest way that I can think of to create a real and lasting connection. In the end, my favorite mantra applies here. You get what you give. And that's a great reminder and a good rule of thumb that we get what we invest in others. There's another dimension to this that's also really important, especially if you get squeamish asking for help. There's some great science that supports how asking someone for advice helps you strengthen and solidify the relationship. It's called the Ben Franklin effect, and it's based on something that Ben Franklin actually did to build relationships with those who didn't necessarily share his point of view. By asking someone for their help, or especially their advice, their input, and their opinion, you're validating their expertise and you're telling that person, I care what you think. Talk about a great way to make a connection. My wonderful friend, Sylvie Legere, who is the founder of a group called The Policy Circle that I'm also involved with, has written a terrific book called Trust Your Voice. And Sylvie's also rolling out a great podcast to dig a bit deeper into the topics in that book. Sylvie and I recently sat down and recorded a podcast her podcast, and talked about the topic of networking. I'll share a link with you to that conversation on her podcast once it's available. But here's what I wanted to share. Sylvie describes networking as an ecosystem. I love that because it's a nice visual way to think about how your network can evolve and grow. 
One of the other dimensions that Sylvie actually talks about in her book is around vulnerability and the need to embrace a bit of vulnerability to grow our networks. It can be uncomfortable to reach out to somebody and ask for something. And that's especially true if you were raised like I was and there was a real premium put on self-sufficiency. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for that and I really value it, but there's a balance to be struck. Allowing yourself to be vulnerable when we ask for help, when we admit we don't know something, telling someone that we need something, that's often the time where a more powerful connection with another person can occur. And it's a great way to further expand and deepen your network and your relationships. Friend, I'd love to know what suggestions you have for building your network and also what works well for you and what challenges you've encountered if you've considered or in the midst of a potential career or big life pivot. Next week, we'll continue our collaboration series with the Southern Sea. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be welcoming career coach and author Sally Holder, whose terrific book, Hitting Rock Middle, should absolutely be on your reading list, especially if you feel stuck in your career or if you're contemplating a big shift. It's a great read, but be sure to join me for the conversation with Sally as well. Friend, thanks so much for listening. I hope you found this investment of your time worthwhile, and I'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to reach out and share your feedback and your thoughts with me. You can find me on social media at Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan, or reach out via the contact link on our website at shesaidshesaidpodcast.com. Have a great rest of your week. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. She Said, She Said podcast is a production of She Said, She Said Media.